Welcome to the Living on Purpose podcast. I am your host, Maddie Wollner, a multiple business owner, life coach, busy mom of three, and curious student of life. This podcast is a place for inspired women to gather. Each week, I will share personal stories, quick inspo, strategies that you can implement right away, and engage in real conversations with badass women who have made the conscious decision to live a life on purpose, one that they have intentionally designed and that they now demand. No more allowing our lives to be defined by everyone else. No more putting ourselves on the back burner. No more living in a state of default and never going after our goals or our dreams. We are going to live our best lives on our terms. Living on purpose is our goal, and we're going to get after it starting right now. This one is my shout out to you. My sincere thank you for rating and reviewing this show. My labor of love. This comment is from Storm K. She says, great first episode. Can't wait for more. Listened while on a jog. Kept going just to finish the episode. Aw, thanks, Storm. You keep on moving that amazing bot of yours. And I would love to hear what you think of the show. Leave a review, and I will make sure to get a shout-out to you on a future episode. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Living on Purpose podcast. I am so happy to have you here tuning in to this solo episode where I'm going to come at you with some real life tips, tricks, and maybe a little bit of inspo to get you asking for help, get you comfortable with the idea that you and I and we cannot do it all. And we definitely can't do it all by ourselves, which I learned the hard way and I will share with you today. But as I mentioned on the podcast last week, someone said that made a comment to me. Someone said this to me and it really hit me hard. It really had me kind of step back and, and, and take a look at what I was projecting out into the world and really take a deep look to make sure that I wasn't projecting something that was impossible. I was getting a facial about a month ago, and my amazing esthetician and I were chatting about all the things. We were chatting about all the things that I had going on specifically, including the podcast that you're tuning into, my insurance agency, and how that's just rocking and rolling, and my coaching practice. Um, Then we got into the vision board party that she was going to attend, and I was co-hosting that very next week. And during the conversation, she said to me, Maddie, I just don't know how you do it all. And when she said this comment, I really, I really got a little panicked. I thought, oh no, am I, am I projecting that I I do it all? Because that is so not the case. And I thought, what an awesome opportunity for me to clear the air and have a conversation about the fact that I definitely do not do it all, that nobody can do it all. My hope is to shed some light on ways that I've gotten help in the past, ways that I continue to get help, and then I really, really hope to inspire and encourage you to do the same thing, to ask for help. 
As I am going around and having conversations with different groups of women about my journey to a life that's lived on purpose, I tell the story of my panic attack and how debilitating and scary that was for me. And while I'm telling the story, I always make sure that I pause at a specific point. It was the point that I left my office to head to the hospital because I wasn't sure what was happening at the time. I thought I was dying. It was the scariest thing I'd ever been through. Uh, And I picked up the phone and I called Tom. Now, Tom, my husband, is a pilot. And at the time, he was working nights. And so he was sound asleep. And I called him. And I said, Tom, I I don't know what's wrong with me. Um, Something's terribly wrong. I'm scared. And I'm heading to the hospital. I need you to, to meet me there. I need you to be there for me. And the reason that I pause when I tell this part of the story is because it's really important to me. In reflection and looking back, I've realized that this was the first time that I asked for help in a really, really long time. I was down on my knees. I was at my my final breaking point. My body was really breaking down. And it was finally at that point that I asked for help. And so one of my goals and one of my missions is that we, you, and I never get to that point again. Never get to the point of complete and utter burnout before we ask for help. And so I learned the hard way, and I'm going to share my stories of how I continue to ask for help with you and and hope that you you never get there. So let's start out by talking about the invisible workload of women. Um, If you have not heard of this concept before, let me tell you what it is. The invisible workload of women is all the things that we do that is 100% expected of us and is also uncompensated. So it is not part of our job. It's not part of our nine to five or our side hustle or how we earn an income. And it's just as important. And most of the time, all of the responsibility lands on us. So some of the things that are included in the invisible workload of women are cooking, meal prep and planning, and all the grocery shopping that comes along with that, doing the dishes, cleaning, everything that is expected of you as a woman and as of a mom that goes uncompensated. And I think because of this invisible workload that we have that is really, truly just expected of us, we don't talk enough about the fact that it may be impossible to get all of that done to the level that you want to, right? To the to the standard that you hold yourself to and to work a 9 to 5 to bring in an income. And so I just want to just make sure everybody is aware of that and maybe take a look at your life. What is your invisible workload that is really just expected of you that takes time, energy, effort, that may be causing a little bit or a lot of bit of undue stress in your life. Take a look. Maybe even just as you go through your day to day, 
think of what am I doing that it's uncompensated that is expected of me? And I am going to go over a few ways that now um, that I've learned to ask for help. And I can't wait to get through this list. And then I would love to hear what is on your list as well. So you may or may not know, uh, Tom is a pilot. And so when he's gone, things get harder for me. Obviously, Um, I turn into a one-parent household, and uh, my kids are extremely busy in sports. They always have been. I love every second of it, and a lot of times doing that by myself is unrealistic. You know, take tonight, for example – um, Xave, my nine-year-old, has soccer from at 4:45 to 6. And then Aya has soccer from 6 to 7:15. And then Aya has basketball from, I believe, 7:30 to 9. So it is just go, go, go. There is no time for me to feed them. There is no time for us to do our homework. There is no time for anything else if I didn't ask for help. And this comes, this has me come to my first tip is getting a tribe, getting your mom tribe together, asking other mamas who are also doing the soccer mom drop off to carpool with you to bring your child home from school, to help get them off the bus, to move them from one sport to the next, to maybe even run them through McDonald's on the way. Um, this this may be one of the hardest ones for me is asking other moms. And I don't know, no, I don't know why. I have no idea why it is so hard for me to pick up the phone and text. But every time that someone else does the same to me, every time I get a text saying, hey, could you bring my son or daughter somewhere because I have something else going on, it fills me with joy, right, to be able to help another another mother out in this way. And so before I send those texts myself asking for help, I remind myself that most no, no, not most. All of the women in my mom tribe look forward to helping me, and I'm so blessed. And so my first tip is to ask for help from the other parents who are running the same carpool as you. My second tip is to get household help. Uh, when Xavier was, he's my nine-year-old, when Xavier was little, he we tried to put him in daycare, and it just did not work. Daycare did not work for this one. And so we hired a nanny to come to the house, and it was such a blessing to have our nanny, Luda. And once Xavier went to uh, started going to full-time kindergarten, there was really no, no need to have our nanny and Luda. And um, I realized at that point that I really couldn't let her go because on top of watching Xavier and helping my kids – She helped keep my house clean. She helped do the laundry. She helped straighten up for me. And so when Xavier went to kindergarten, we kept Luda on and she just helped with those household things. And I have no shame, no embarrassment um, in that fact. We have five people in the household and keeping up with laundry is a huge tour. Oh my gosh. Talk about invisible workload of women, of 
you know, the whole, whoever that lies on. And so my second tip to you is to really look and see, could you afford A, and could you benefit from someone like a personal assistant, maybe um, a house cleaner, maybe someone to do your lawn maintenance. There is no shame in having someone come in and do your laundry. Ask for the help at home where you think it would be most effective and where you think it would be most needed. Uh, My next tip is to automate. Automate as much as possible. If you are finding yourself busy to the point of stress, look at what you're doing and see what you can automate. So uh, I know locally we have something called ClickList where I can order all of my groceries the day before or a few days before and tell them when I'm going to be at the grocery store pull up my car, get into the parking stall, and text, yo, I'm here. Please bring my groceries. It is amazing. Amazon, what could you put on automation that could be delivered to your house for free from Amazon? Um, There are plenty of amazing food and meal prep services out there that can go on automation. I even have my contact order on automation as well as my skincare. That is just on 90-day repeat order. Another thing that you could automate that I was thinking of is taking one day off a quarter. If you truly do work that nine to five, it must feel exhausting like you don't have time for the things that you want to do to take care of you. Things like acupuncture or getting that facial or a massage or even just doctor's appointments. I would strongly suggest that you get that automated, get a day off automated so that uh, you can take care of you. And before I move on to the last few tips that I have you for you, I have to tell you that as I was recording the first 12 minutes of this podcast, my phone started going a little crazy. The school was calling me, asking me to come pick up Xavier because his throat was hurting and he's not feeling so hot. So I pressed pause on this podcast, hopped in the car, went and got Xavier, and I just think it's pretty ironic that I'm sitting here recording a podcast about the invisible workload of women and, you know, my my work, my actual work and my passion gets interrupted to go get one of the kids from school. But he is in the other room. He is doing just fine. And I'm going to wrap up this podcast for you. So my last couple tips uh, when it comes to asking for help to lighten our load is to tap into our family. And uh, a lot of uh, the ways that I do this is by assigning chores for my kids. Every one of my kids has chores, obviously, that they do, you know, on the daily. But they also have uh, morning chores and their own little morning routine. And Aya is in charge of making lunches for everyone. Aiden is in charge of all the dishes for the morning. And Xavier is in charge of feeding and watering the animals. And even this morning, while the kids were grumbling away doing their chores, and I was actually just sitting on my couch doing my daily journal and my daily gratitude, I felt this little inkling to get up and help them. I felt compelled to do it for them, right? To make their life easier. 
And I really did have to kind of force myself to stay down and say, no, I am going to take this help because I, A, deserve it. And it's great for my kids to lean into some household responsibility as well. Um, I know a lot of my friends have their kids do their own laundry and make dinners um, on certain days of the night for the entire family. So this is a big one, moms. If you have children, and I don't even know, you know, what age it's appropriate to start. I don't think that there's any age that um, is too early to start allowing our kids some uh, responsibility around the household. And then the last little tip is our partners. I have to say, you know, asking Tom to meet me at the hospital when I was having my panic attack was the best thing that could have happened to our marriage because I had been leaning away from asking for help, especially from him for so long. And I and I don't know why, um, but it felt so good to be able to lean back into my husband and to ask him to help me in that time of need. And when Tom is home and he's not flying, he is absolutely phenomenal. He is such a big help and it hasn't always been that way, right? I slowly learn to ask for help when he is home and to pass off some of the workload when he can because it's not all the time. Uh, One of the big things that I asked him to do and he offered actually a few years ago was to do the family finances and to pay all of the bills. I was um, feeling stressed and overwhelmed with doing the finances and the bills for both the household as well as the business that when he offered, I was like, oh my gosh, yes, thank you. Take this responsibility away from me. We still have our weekly finance meetings where he keeps me up to speed on where we're at, but truly it is something that I've been able to pass off to him. So my last tip is what can your partner do for you? How can you lean into asking them for help, asking them for a little relief when you're feeling overwhelmed with all the things that you're already doing. So I've given you a few ideas on how you can do less and lighten your load and ask for help. And I want to hear what you think. So send me an email or leave me a comment and let me know what you've done in the past or what you plan to do in this department in the future. Thank you so much for listening and always keep living on purpose. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Living on Purpose podcast. It has been a blast hanging out with you. If you love this week's episode, please hit that subscribe button. That way you won't miss any future goodness we throw your way. Craving community and connection with like-minded badass women? Feel free to join us in the Living on Purpose Facebook group. And of course, the best gift that you could possibly give is an honest review on iTunes. All right, that's it. Until next time, always keep living on purpose.